So first, your memory, I'll jog and say, a cat is not a dog. Welcome to Watching Worse <laughs> Films, your guide to Razzie history. We are, of course, covering 2019's Cats. My name is Jericho Reed. with me, Kyle Shemansky. Hello, hello. And we are also honoured to be joined by a very special guest this week. Welcome to the show, Jade Nicholas. Thanks very much. <laughs> so your role here is twofold because not only are you an animal behaviorist, but you also starred in a production of Cats. I think you should say that it was an amateur production before anyone gets excited. <laughs> but... doesn't, doesn't say that. Don't need that. Doesn't, doesn't okay. say... uh, <laughs> Fresh from the West End. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you played, you played Grisabella. Is that, is that I the did. right name? Yeah, so um, I went to school for musical theatre, so I'm not completely un unaware of, of what's going on here. But um, yeah, I did this before I trained. So I did it when I was 17 or so, I think. Yeah. So yeah, so I was, played the role that Jennifer Hudson plays in the film. Best one. I mean, we'll cover it later, but you were the... the, the <laughs> I mean, you get to sing for like five minutes and then spend the rest of the time off stage doing nothing. Um, and then you get like the final bow and everything. So, I mm. mean, for, for a lot of people, that's the best... Uh, the best outcome. Okay, so let's cover our usual things. Kyle, what was yes. your experience with Cats, the motion I, picture? I know the Andrew Lloyd Webber stage show. And mm -hmm. I'm aware of that. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I think I've seen it as a child, but I don't know it. Um, but I know of it. I know of the reshoots. I know of the cat butthole malarkey that was going on with the redoing things i do not know about this so i can't oh, wait to find uh, out and, and, I, and i knew it was hated and it was a flop and that's about it um i knew the cast as well who was in it but yeah. um yeah i don't i don't really know much but so this was kind of blind other than sort of knowing what cats is and what's yeah. going to be as well what about you we'll hand over to jade first because i have a little bit of a story jade you obviously having played grizabella you were like no need i've been the definitive cat. There's oh no! no. I, I um, it was. It's more two things. I think for a lot of people in musical theatre, the original like stage recording of Cats is really iconic. Mm. Like it's really yeah. well loved. It's not for everyone, but in in like the musical theatre community, it's really well loved. So when I saw this was done. I just thought I'm not going to tarnish my understanding of Cats by watching this. But then obviously there's also the small fact that James Corden's in the film. And as far as I was aware, like, you know, friends don't make friends watch films with James Corden in it. But here I am having watched well, I am sorry Cats for this week. So. That upon you, but, um, yeah, yeah. So I have this seen this second film. Appearance. Yeah, this is the second appearance as the well. The second Razzie, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> can't escape the boy at this rate, can we? Sorry, I interrupted there. Oh, <laughs> Kyle, I mean, that's just, that's borderline abuse at this point. Uh, and I should uh, mention twice? Yeah. that for both James Corden episodes, I brought someone along. <laughs> <laughs> to hate him along with you two. Yeah, great. So my history with cats, I've seen it, of course. The the so I had like a little I was a big fan of badges as a kid. So I had a little cat's badge. I don't think I saw the musical. My parents saw the musical at uh, Her Majesty's Theatre in Aberdeen. And I think they just took me to some like sort of taster thing in the day. Like, I think they had the theatre open in the day and you could kind of come along and the cats were prowling around the theatre. Because I sure as hell didn't sit through singing, but I definitely remember seeing mm. some of the cats. But I, I saw the movie in quite 
quite humiliating circumstances. So I was on Vancouver Island celebrating Christmas with my girlfriend's family at the time, many of whom I had not met before. And Christmas Eve rolls around and I was like, what are, I was like, okay, what's going on? And my girlfriend was like, oh, I'm going to take a nap, like nothing going on in the afternoon. People are kind of off doing their own thing. And I was poorly disorganized and needed to get uh, a Christmas present for my uh, my girlfriend's niece. And like my my parents had seen cats like a day before I was away from home. It was like a family tradition to see a movie every Christmas Eve. And so I was like slightly homesick and was like, okay, I'll keep the tradition alive. I'll go, I'll go see cats and disappear, do some shopping and uh, slink off. Also because there were the rumors that they were going to replace the film with like a, a version that had finished special effects. And so I was like, oh, I, I really want to see the, this at the worst it can possibly be. So I told her like, oh, well, I'll go and get uh, the bus. Cause like I, I looked it up and didn't seem too out of the way. And she was like, no, 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 I'll drive you. And I was like, no, no, you really don't have to. Anyway, this ended up with my girlfriend driving me an hour there and back to go and see Cats. And I was like, do you want to come? She's like, no, 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 I'll just sleep in the car. And then telling (laughs) everyone at Christmas dinner, Jericho went to see Cats yesterday. I drove him an hour into the middle of nowhere to see a film that he hated. And so uh, I seemed like a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. And she continued to tell that story to everyone um, about how uh, I went on a pilgrimage. She enabled me to go on a pilgrimage. Yeah. And I just seemed like, yeah, yeah, no. So everyone was roasting marshmallows by the fire enjoying Christmas Eve. And I just like, take me to see cats, woman. I must see cats. <laughs> I, I will say I would have rather slept in a car than watch this. So she does have one thing right. That was, yeah. that was correct. Yeah. I can only uh, imagine the relationship was imminently descending into you know break, a breakup pretty soon after this. Did her family like, recommend that she leave? I was like, listen, you're going to the heavy side lair. I'm going to uh, <laughs> like rubbish barge with Idris Elba. We're just heading in different directions. So uh, more heaping more embarrassment on ourselves here. We watched this one through entirely legal means. Because, Kyle, I am ashamed to inform you that we rented cats not once, but twice. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, for the the record, I didn't. Um, Nobody, Lloyd Webber didn't see a penny from me. I'm keeping it that way. Uh, Why twice? Why twice? Jade, do you want to tell us? Uh, uh, um, Through my own stupidity, really, and laziness. Um, Jericho sent me a link, but I couldn't bother to work out how to get a link that was in my email onto my TV. Um, <laughs> so I ignored it and rented it anyway. And then I didn't realize that on Amazon, you have to, if you start watching it, you have to finish it within 48 yeah. hours. So uh, by the time it came around, it was up again. And I mean, I will, I'm not going to take the full hit on this one because I think as a group, we tried for about half an hour to get it onto the TV. I would say more. Um, before eventually my partner just going, I've had enough. I'm going to buy it again. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why. Yeah. So uh, we'll need to reimburse you, Jade, because we pride ourselves on being the cheapest podcast uh, known to man, recording with <laughs> socks and ripped up pairs of tights. And your £5 spent to rent cats is the largest expense that this podcast wow. has seen. So wow. we will need to reimburse you for that. On a budget of 
80 to 100 million would both of you like to guess how much this made so that's going to be 80 and then 100 including the special effects redoing i assume right i assume unless they're just giving a ballpark figure of like you know what cost like what's 20 mil what's 20 mil exactly what's 20 mil yeah i'm gonna go with it's gonna say 60 but i'll go lower than that i'll go 55 Okay. I've got absolutely no idea because I don't do this very often. So for me, it could be anything between, you know, like 50 quid and I, I, I have, I literally have no idea. So you, you're better skipping me. It made 75.5 million. Okay. Because I, 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 I do think people went to see it like on its opening weekend. Yeah. I think it, I, I think it would have had um, some return, but not enough to break even. So that makes sense. Yeah. And that like sort of distance from its original budget to what I predicted transfers to the extended budget as well. So, okay, that's not a massive flop, but a failure anyway, so it makes sense. Starting off with the film, we open on uh, London streets and there are some cats prancing around. So visually, let's just cover the cats because they're... Like, if the cats looked better, if they'd just done the stage show thing, this movie would be improved immeasurably. I mean, I, I want, so I can't really talk about this film, um, like, scene by scene or song by song, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's a stage it's just, show, you know? It's, it's, it's a mad blur appear, to you. <laughs> yeah, and well, a cat appears, it sings about being fat, and then it goes away, and then another yep. cat comes in, and then he's got magic, and then the next cat, you know, it's just, a, next song, next song, move along to me. It is a blur, but yeah, I want to talk about like we will talk about the cats, but like the opening visually, I didn't mind. It looked yeah. okay. Um, I like I like seeing sets. I like seeing you know lighting. I like I like that. What's um what's the Moulin Rouge director, Jericho? Uh, Baz Lerman. Yeah, Baz Lerman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that look. I I, I always mm-hmm. think that's really appealing, and I think it's a nice like taking the stage to film. Like adaptation, I like that. And then yeah. you see the cats actually move and talk and sing, and like it's weird. Like it is really weird. So like, yeah, for for maybe thirty seconds, I thought this isn't going to be that bad visually because there is some competency in the sort of design and how they're going to do it. And then the actual cats themselves just fucking throws all that out the window. So yeah, like talk about the cats. Like we can't we can't escape it. They're hideous. <laughs> Beyond hideous. They're monsters. Yeah, they're disgusting. They're sickening. Like um I think it looks so weird as well because while I was watching this, I forgot it was 2019. And I was like, oh shit, this is like 2008 or something, surely. Like just by visually how unappealing they are. And I don't understand how something can have such a high budget, such a background and a history and cast and crew and come out this weird i don't understand well this was one of my questions that i'd written down and i asked jade and uh, her partner while we were watching it did the studio know what they'd done like did they know what they had were they kind of like ashamed of like oh god this is or were they like oh this is gonna be so good can't We've wait for the public it. to see <laughs> well like i i don't i don't know like because i was thinking you know you either like like going back to our first episode with Diana, like you just film the stage, yeah, and maybe maybe do some extra like 
cinematography tricks and camera tricks to make it look a bit more appealing. That's simple. Or you animate it and you make like a CGI animation or like a, a full animation version. And a part of me thought that when I was watching this, I was like, there's no, like Judy Dench, in my opinion, or someone, one of them will have signed up thinking this is a voice only role. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Poor old Judy Dench. She's basically blind and they just got her to sign. It's elder yeah, abuse. Like, they just got her to sign is. the line. She's like, okay, sure. Where am I? What's going on? Yeah. And they oh, start securing like... the beard. Yeah, she's yeah. Looking, what the f- yeah. Why do I need this if I'm just in a sound booth? I'm here for It's a new hours. type of like, mic, Judy. On? It's a new type of mic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if anyone ever wonders what the uncanny valley is, this is the perfect illustration. Yeah. Because it just it completely falls right down the middle where it's not stylized enough and yet too stylized. Like they're just in the horrible middle ground between being not fully cat and not fully human, but just the, the worst parts of both. And I think it's, it it varies between all of them as well. Like some look a lot better. Like Idris looks fine, I think. Does um, he? Does he no, really? Like, no, like facially, like you, you know, like, yeah, facially. That's facially, not the problem. Like, yeah, the bodies for all of them are disgusting. Like, that, like <laughs> cannot cannot like defend the actual neck down. But I mean, like rebel, um, yeah, rebel Wilson. Yeah, looks terrifying in the face. Like it looks like she's the she's possibly the worst because she she skins herself. She's the one yes. that like. And yeah. um, there's just a few other ones I was like, oh my god, like your face has just been like plastered onto a CGI model, whereas Idris at least looked like he had like cat face. Like maybe he looked like he was wearing something for <laughs> most of the part. This is grasping at straws to compliment it, but like all of them do look fucking vile and they cannot <laughs> defend that um wow tell us how you really feel oh like <laughs> you see it like i won't go back to talking about star trek i don't want to be talking about cats um <laughs> but yeah like i i never i never expected it to be so bad because i had never seen it like actually in motion as well i i think the stage show would be pretty cool to see like you know gymnastics and sort of all the circus delay jumping about and acrobatics when it doesn't look real or like real people are performing it, then I assume it is as well. I assume a lot of people here is actually involved in the stage show or the people I don't recognize that aren't big celebrities, but they're wasted because they don't look natural in any way. But yeah. Jane, or, you'll probably yeah. have more experience here. Like, do you know, was there any crossover? Like, Oh yeah, I yeah. So the uh, lead guy uh, who plays the cat monkey strap, which is like the grey and black one, um, he's a, a really like quite successful Broadway performer. So oh, as okay. far as I'm the, aware, he's like a Broadway performer before he's in sort of cinema. The, the two Sorry, I, I thought say. were the um, the trickster cats. I don't know their names. The ones that were like Michigan magical Mister Mistopheles. Is that who you're? No, no you're no, talking about uh, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Yeah, I looked. Okay. I looked her up, and she is. I'm not sure about him. They it, moved. Okay, they moved like they were like stage performers. I was, yeah, like, I suspect they, the majority of them. I'm like Victoria the White Cat. She's a ballet dancer. Um, I can't remember who else I looked up, but there was quite a few of them. But for me, the appeal of seeing cats live, and when I've like taking people to it in the past or told people about it in the past you're not there for the storyline everyone knows there's not really a storyline you're there for like the actual beauty of the dance yeah and the beauty of the music so it's really hard 
when I found out they were making a film, I was just thinking, I really don't know how this is going to work because you can't fully animate a cat because then you lose the dance. And that's like literally what Cats is. Like it's a dance musical, it's huge. So you can't have just cats, if that makes sense. Like you have to see the beauty of the dancers. Okay. But there was a few things that I just, I couldn't stop looking at. And mostly for me, it's like the hands and feet. And yes. then there was times when like they'd put their hand on and they had like acrylic fingernails. And I was yeah. just like, what the fuck is going on here? And I, I, in, the, in the prologue, the two cats with Converse on and you're just yeah. thinking like, why are some of them wearing clothes and then some of them are not? I just don't get the, it. The hands I was okay with and even the nails, I was like, okay, whatever. I, I can get that as claws. It's the feet and the shoes. And then the weird cut off on the feet, like I don't, again, on stage, I must look so much better. I assume there would be guys wear socks or something, but like. Yeah, it's just like, um, like in keeping with whatever suit they've got on, they'll just have yeah. like a coloured kind of slip on that um, obviously Perfect. doesn't resemble a cat's foot, but when they're on it's stage, you know, it's a person. Yeah, 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 you're far yeah, enough right. away that you're like, it's a person with some cat ears on. Great. Exactly. I'm happy. Yeah. But you can't hide it so much in a film. We're looking at them and, and thinking, you know, why they were in Converse. But the one that, I said to Jericho is the absolute most harrowing and unforgivable is the mice. I just think they were just absolutely horrific with like having a child's face with mouse ears, just horrific. I I agree with that. I didn't, I didn't know mice and cockroaches were going to be singing and dancing in this. How did they do that (laughs) on the stage? How did they? Oh, there's no cockroaches uh, in the state. There's no mice. I don't think. It's just like added in bits. Yeah, there's a there's one bit where they um there's a song that's not in the film about cats and dogs, and they just keep their cat costume on and they have like a junkyard made like dog hat that they put on. Oh, so it's like it's a cat putting on a fake dog head rather than it's supposed to look like a dog. Yeah, but that's the only time there's anything in it that's not a cat. So this is all just for the film. Who who thought that? Who was like? You know this like multi-million dollar earning Broadway sensation that's just adored by millions. You know what it really needs? Um, some mice and cockroaches that look like they were shot with like a PS2 eye toy from like 2002. Like, <laughs> like the proportions are so bad. Like the, the, the like I feel like I always use like oh look like a Snapchat filter, but this is truly horrendous. It looks like a passport booth from like 1997, like that level of effects. Just the features are stretched too much. Like it just like I'm sorry, oh, but like a Snapchat filter has a nose and a mouth. These kids exactly. just have like a a barrage of face paint with like no. Mm. It's the <laughs> snout. Like everyone, you know, a mouse has like a pointy nose. Yeah, put a pointy nose on. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's just, it's it's horrendous. Uh, in terms of the visuals, I, I don't know how much we have left to cover there. I, I only want, one thing I wanted to say, and this kind of comes out throughout the film, so I'm jumping about, is um, I hate the perspective, because I don't know how big these cats are meant to be. I assume they're... Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fucked yeah. the whole way through. I don't think anyone knows how big they're supposed to be, because one second they're the size of a milk bottle, and then they're walking through a human-sized door. It's exactly. like... Exactly. The, the now, Jade, point... neither me nor Kyle have cats, so perhaps you can lend some more insight. <laughs> As question. a behaviourist, yeah. I would suggest. Cats can change shape and size, can't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um... Cats are notorious shapeshifters. We know this. It's through the science. Yeah. The one part that really, because like, obviously it's bad, like, um, but the real part for me is when they're going on the train 
and they're dancing on the train track and it zooms out and they're about the size of like mice. They're all like dancing single file on this. And then they go into the train and suddenly they are six foot and everything's <laughs> to scale for them. And I just, I, I was like so warped because I, I assume that's quite an easy thing to like track and to keep the continuity of in the film. You're going to, we're going to know the scale of what these things are. Um, yeah, like the production so design department would have like, okay, here are all our props and here's the cat's scale yeah. relative to everything. So it's consistent. But no, like these cats can be like on the bloody stage show. So like, where's why has it got lost in translation here? Like, no, I, I they actually did a really it. cunning thing in the stage show where in some scenes, magical Mister Mistopheles is played by Warwick Davis, and some scenes he's played by Steve Merchant, <laughs> just to keep just you to guessing. Fuck with me. Yeah. That's a... Before we close the book on visuals, just to initiate Jade into the world of cats assholes. <laughs> so. As this. if that wasn't already part of my life, but you know, <laughs> assume what you want. So, Kyle, do you wanna do you wanna tell this? No, no, no. You've started. You've okay. Gone. So basically, this film was released into cinemas essentially unfinished. Like the the version we saw, we watched from Amazon the other day, was better than what I saw in the cinema because there were just things like when they're dancing in Trafalgar Square, the cats were like three feet off the ground and just like shadows didn't line up with cats james corden kind of clips through a wall in one of the scenes and people were going nuts about like judy dench's wedding ring being visible and i think they said like oh no that's like a choice and people like what it's a choice to have judy dench wear her actual wedding ring as as a cat yeah and so they were still working on this film when it was released and prior to that there were all sorts of discussions and like tweaks to the films and i can't remember how it leaked but there was at one point it was revealed that they had given the cats assholes and like they'd they'd i think they'd sort of made the film with that in mind and then someone was like you can't do that and so some vfx (laughs) artists had to go and just remove all of the uh all of the assholes I'm just so hoping there was some pushback from the from the SFX guy, just going, no, but like you don't understand. It's just such <laughs> yeah, a crucial, I've, it's integral. I've two, yeah, I've spent two months of my life rendering this cat's anus. Yeah, and, and he's got this big wall in, of all the examples. Know, he's like tearing down all the all the reference <laughs> images. Fourteen hour shifts I spent on this, and you're just yeah. taking it away from me. Oh. Because this film becoming a camp classic, people were obsessed with it, and there was like a movement on Twitter with people saying like, "Oh, release the butthole cut! Like, you know it's bad, <laughs> just make it fully bad and give us the yeah. old version." Well, I, I I did hear someone maybe probably closer to the time with the comparisons to Rocky Horror, and how it was becoming like a second screen and like a new life and a cult classic. Yeah. So I kind of got excited for that, you know, that there was going to be that so bad it's good in like entertainment but the the novelty died off 20 minutes in for me like i was like i i once the shock of how they look and then it's just a beat by numbers throughout the rest of it i i lost so much hope until someone popped up and then it's oh there's ian mckellen's body wheeled out there's you know rebel wilson dying like this is like this is all like it ran a bit but like it just yeah like the novelty wears off Uncompared to other cult classics. So this is why I was very grateful for Jade's presence alongside me as I watched it. Because my thinking when I first saw it was I was like, I watched it, I was like, yeah, once you take out that 
on a like design level, this might be the most horrifying thing I've ever seen, and these demons are going to haunt my dreams. If you just remove that small thing, I was like, is this not just a fairly loyal adaptation of a like stage show? Like, I don't know much about musical theater. So I've got like the, like, I only really watch the films. So I'll see things like Dear Evan Hansen and Cats and everyone will trash them. And I'll be like, is this not like identical to the stage show though? Are musical theater kids not just freaks that like this sort of weird stuff? And then when it's thrown out into the cold light of day, they're like, oh no, 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 you don't understand. It's completely different. It's completely different. But I did realize that with Cats because Jade educated me, initiated me into the world of the stage show. And they made mm. so many fucking stupid changes where they were just like, like they ruined it. Like yeah. it was almost like they were going out of their way to be like, it's like a producer's-esque thing of they took like a great show. I was like, that's just a springtime for Hitler, this thing. But that's the eternal challenge though, isn't it? Like everyone wants to do the changes because they want to do like Greece. Yeah. And adapt it and, you know, change everything so it's different and it fits the movie and it's, all the tweaks that you do from the original 73 to the movie like everyone wants to do that but no one can do it right it seems to be like a recurring thing apart from my beloved like cabaret <laughs> like yeah like I, I i assumed it was close because of the songs and if you take the songs out of it nothing you know it's 20 minutes long so i assumed it was close just because of the music but i could be wrong i don't i don't know what's different there's um there's no dialogue in the show so any of the dialogue is added yeah I think it's hard for me because I come I come from a background where it's really iconic like the original stage show is really iconic so I was able to like stop it at points and show Jericho like oh this is what I was expecting it to be like or this is what I was expecting I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall watching that viewing because I could I think every time there was a new song you just hear me go oh no (laughs) or like oh Oh God, um, <laughs> where they'd sort of changed to something. But I mean, the storyline is largely the same. Victoria, the white cat that comes, like gets thrown in the bag at the beginning. She's not a pivotal. I mean, it, it's an ensemble piece, so they're all pivotal, but she's almost like the narrator. Like we see it through her eyes, don't we? And that's not the way that it's done in the class, like in the show. Yeah. So mm. that's really different. And then they obviously made some choices depending on who they were casting. So the major one, for me, where I actually like stopped the film and was like, I can't take it any longer, was Jason Derulo as Rum Tum Tugger. Because originally the vision for him, as Jericho said it exactly right, was almost like um, 80s, like rock and uh, like kind of, yeah, 80s pop rock, David Bowie type Mm -hmm. figure, like a sexy extroverted guy Mm -hmm. with like black eyeliner and... Mm -hmm. He has this big like rock and roll like fur ruff around his neck and stuff. And now they've made him this like young hip hop cat in a fur coat, which I'll never understand because why does a cat need a fur coat? <laughs> so yeah, there was a couple of ones. And like Taylor Swift, for example, when he comes in at the end, but she's in it throughout in the stage show. It's Bomb Ballerina is probably one of the three most pivotal females in the show. So okay. they kind of just put her in it at the end, which was strange. And McCavity, yeah. the guy that Idris Elba plays, is spoken about a lot more than he's actually present in the stage yeah. show as well. But I, obviously, I, you can't you can't book that. Idris Elba and and yeah. use him for thirty seconds, and you can't just use him for a one dance number, which is what happens in the show. There's like a fight, a cat fight, and he fights. Yeah. I think Monkerstrap, the like white and black cat that 
we talked about at the beginning and I know that obviously they didn't have the choice to put Idris Elba in like a intense 10 10 minute Mm. dance battle so yeah they obviously (laughs) changed that but when 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 I was watching it the first time around though like one of my first notes I wrote was when Idris Elba came on the screen I just wrote Idris Elba still would (laughs) <laughs> top of the page even in cat form absolutely uh, without the coat slightly more horrifying but thank you for revealing that out of your own discretion Jade because I was on the fence about throwing you under the bus for saying when, Idris Elba when Kyle would. was like uh, Idris Elba's the, the best looking one I was like oh well there's someone else <laughs> here yeah. <laughs> well to be fair you're not going to say any of the other ones are good looking I mean you meant Ian McKellen a minute ago and seeing him drink out of a saucer of water like with his actual tongue in shot yeah. was the most disgusting thing I think I've ever seen in my life yeah George Galloway <laughs> vibes of Ian McKellen licking yeah. milk from a saucer that's just oh. yeah we don't we don't need to see that no so Taylor Swift should we discuss that because you were you were like confused by her at first right why is she got boobs like why is Taylor yeah. Swift cat <laughs> why is she the only one with tits I don't get it yeah <laughs> James Garden. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just is a tit. That's different. It's like two separate things. Um, yeah, yeah. The design's not entirely entirely consistent from cat to cat because some are slightly more human than others. Some rip their skin mm. off. Yeah, I was gonna say t- some have got two skins. <laughs> so okay, let's just let's just try and race through this. So let's speak about the cast. So we have yes. Victoria, the main cat. Jade, you said she's like a ballerina, and that, like, that kind of showed. Like, she mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll spiral off into this bigger discussion of the film. Is in the things you showed me and what you said, this is like a dance musical. And Tom Hooper came in and went, None of that. Um, we're gonna <laughs> rein the dancing right into the smallest amount possible. And wherever there is dancing, it will be shot in the most boring fashion possible. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, there's going to be no spectacle here, no like wide shots or anything. I don't want all of the, I don't want people seeing all of the cats at the same time. This is all going to be in close ups. And often when cats are dancing, when we just cut to like uh, a close up of Ian McKellen looking or whatever, <laughs> we just don't want, like, if we can just have as little energy as possible so victoria is one of the main ones who dances because they clearly went for like celebrity stunt casting mm. as opposed um, to i i i so i know i've because that's the only thing i thought i could talk about is the cast other than yeah the weirdness whoever her name is i don't know whoever lead white cat is yeah um, i'm so sorry i haven't looked at I, I don't have a name i'm not doing she'll probably thank cast. us for that she's um, the one her yeah, name yeah. associated <laughs> with this I, but, she's one of the few that i'm gonna give a pass mark to because um i thought she was like a dancer i was like you're actually yeah. moving you don't look like you're in a rubber cgi weird body you look like you're you know what you're doing yeah and um it's a physical even, performance which yes, no one else was, was say, even her expressions like because no no one's getting directed in this no one's no. doing anything everyone's just having fun so um i thought okay she so she's a pass mark the lead cop I was like, you're fine. You're yeah. I said that as well. I said you can tell even if this is not someone's dream credit or the Victoria, the white cat that you dreamed of being, you can tell she's really talented. Even when she drinks that sings that fucking awful song that Taylor Swift wrote that made me want to scratch my eyeballs (laughs) out. You can tell she's really talented. It's just mm-hmm. an unfortunate production. To go back to what we said about the Hillary Clinton person using it as a showreel, I wonder if she spoke to the producers and was like, um, 
Is there any way we can get the raw footage of this? Just where like it's me dancing around in a green leotard and no one has a scene yeah. of the other stuff? Um, just so I can shop it around and show people. Show them finished film, Victoria. Show them. No, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so Victoria is the main cat and she's the attempt to give a kind of like protagonist audience surrogate in a musical which doesn't have one because we should probably address that this is a film based on a musical based on a poem because T.S. Eliot wrote like, uh, I can't remember, Old Possum's Book of Peculiar Cats or something. And it basically just was, was like, oh, like what if a cat like rode a train? Wow, wouldn't that be marvellous? Of a cat was a magician. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if this cat sold NFTs. And so the rest of them are just kind of like gimmick cats. And so the concept of the film, which we should How probably... dare you, gimmick cats? They are well-rounded cats <laughs> with thoughts and feelings and dreams. Rich um, inner lives. I'm really upset that you would say that. <laughs> this cat does magic. This cat is the sexy cat. This, this cat, cat wants to fuck the other cat. <laughs> yeah. We should also say the conceit of the film is the jellical choice. They're all yeah. these are all jellical cats. We don't know what a gel like I, again I'm I'm gonna jellical, be on ten. A jellical cat is is a is a a cat that follows Judy Dench, right? Like her her gang cat. They don't really they don't really explain it. They like okay. I'm sure there's I a said, whole song thought... about there's a this whole might... song about what a jellical cat is, and they still don't really answer the question. So. Yeah. Oh my god, what, I felt so embarrassed what... yesterday because I was like, "What's a jellical cat?" And James was like, "Weren't you listening, Jericho? You've just had it sung at you for the past." <laughs> You've been yeah, watching it, makes... it for three hours. They've explained. Yeah. It explains <laughs> what they are, but not why they are, um, yeah. or what they do, rather. But yeah, I thought it was like a tribe. It's very a blur to me, but I was like, "This is Judy Dench's gang." Because um, she knights Victoria at the end. She's like, Arise, you are now a jellical cat. And I was what? like, Has she to do something? Is this like a spiritual journey to become a jellical cat? But anyway, the jellical cats will be making the jellical choice of a jellical ball when one of them will send the jellical hot air balloon to the jellical heavy side layer. <laughs> That's amazing. So the conceit of the film is they all turn up and do their little song and dance about why it should be them. That's right, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. the, the kind of idea behind it is if you are finished, because obviously cats have nine lives. So yeah. if for any reason you're like unhappy with your life or you're finished with your life or you think that you're meant to have something else, yeah. you can then be like moved on to your next life. So it's yeah. not as if they're like volunteering to go up for some like suicide mission it's just it's like some magical journey they go on to be yeah. reborn as like a younger cat or hang on is jellical a synonym for jihadist now is that what we're gonna be saying? exactly exactly <laughs> the jellical cats are waging their jellical holy war and yeah um so so basically they all turn up and like victoria just stumbles into town and is like oh hello they're all having this jellical thing and so the uh, the ones we meet, Rebel Wilson is a spoiled indoor cat. That's right, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, she's she. I'm going to attempt her name. She's Jenny. Any dots? Is that, is that correct? Her? Thank you. Yeah. And so she rips her skin off, and then uh, no sooner has she ripped her skin off than she is kidnapped by Idris Elba, who's like a will o' the wisp kind of smoke cat who just kind of steals her, takes her away. And then I think we get Bustopher Jones, the James Corden cat. No, there's someone in between. Is there? There is someone in between. Um, yeah, after Jenny Annie Dots, you got Ram Tam Tugger. 
Is he in between? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, they space out Rebel and Corden. They're, okay, yeah. There is some planning going on here. We can't have the audience walk out after 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, must stay for Jason yeah. Derulo. Yeah. yeah. He's a buffer. That's what he is. So he does his sexy little Jason Derulo dance and sprays all the cats in milk. And then that's kind of it. Paul asked if Jason Derulo was going to Jason Derulo. And I can't imagine the levels of restraint. Like they must have done so many takes yeah. <laughs> in the vocal booth, and he just kept ruining it by acting like Jason. Stop! You're not playing Jason Derulo. If you have to do something, do Rom Tom Tugger. If anything, if you must, if you have to say a name, say your cat's name. Someone's probably made like an audio clip of that somewhere. I'm 100 percent sure that will exist. Yeah, and so then we get our beloved bust for Jones who he wants to go to the heavyside lair in order to reborn again because he's like i'm fat so i want to restart my life and then get fat all over again yeah same <laughs> that's why i want to go to i feel like this is like a good like commentary this is like a good class commentary james corden is the billionaire cat who's like, I want to go to the bottom of the ocean to discover the Titanic. Jericho, like... that's too soon. You can't bring it up. That's... <laughs> People are grieving. It's disgusting conduct. Listen, if I can parlay their misery into tickets to Cats the Musical, that kid seeing mm. Blink-182, I want to... I'm just struggling to, <laughs> struggling to cope with my grief here that we might be four billionaires less. But he just strikes me as like, that's just like a... <laughs> Like, that's an Elon Musk thing of like, oh, I want to be like reincarnated so I can start again. Mm. And like, I want to travel back in time so I can reinvent epic dank memes and reinstitute <laughs> apartheid in South Africa. So James Corden is just like a bastard cat. And he gets kidnapped by Idris Elba, who like, because they don't like they don't kidnap uh, Jason Derulo, does he? No, just to select you it's not again that's not something that happens the only thing that yeah. happens in the stage musical is he takes deuteronomy which is yeah. judy dench's character yeah, which makes sense yeah given that like yeah. she's the most important one but i don't yeah. really understand the whole sticking on the barge i assume it's just because they wanted the ray winston cameo which they tied in this way but yeah so Maybe let's cover him we get ray winston cat he doesn't sing does he he's just going all oh, right you cat so no it's a song it's a song in the show yeah. Um, okay. It's a character called Grout Tiger, so they haven't made up a character, but yeah, I guess they just wanted him in it, so they were like, "Yeah, yeah this will he work." Was, he is the one day shooting cameo that I wanted to see, though. You know, yeah. When yeah. he's I'm going to come in. I've got 15 minutes. Slap the makeup on me, put the cat anus on me, and I'm ready to fucking. <laughs> I've just remembered Boy. something. <laughs> yeah, he does Boy. the um, he does the scary cat claws with human hands. Yeah, which made me piss myself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a human hand with no claws in it like did they tell you they were going to photoshop that in yeah. they're going to tell you you're going to have like massive claws he, no one told them to do it though he just thought <laughs> i'm going to do it what are you going to do <laughs> so for overseas listeners ray winston round about this time was also famous for a betting company advert in the uk where he's just a head that screams at you so <laughs> Ray Winston has previous with just turning up and being like this weird, bizarre thing and clearly just placing all of his trust in the hands of the CG uh, effects artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like Idris Elba, if he'd only captured old Deuteronomy, that would have had way more impact if it was just yeah. like, a, whoa, shit. Like, but instead and he's kind of like, 
that's what I would have thought that like Idris kidnaps Judy and then this gang of cats we've been introduced to have to go on a mission together. Yeah. And we're gonna Are you making the cats into the expendables, Kyle? Basically, yes, of course I am all the time. And we've got Stallone cat. <laughs> and yeah, Arne Sylvester cat. Stallone plays a cat. Yeah. You know, um, he's named Sylvester for God's sake. He's born to be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that's what was gonna happen, but like like you said, 45 minutes to an hour is just introducing and then and disappearing. Like, no one does anything, really, because it, it is a song, like you were saying. It's just it's meant to be driven by music. So when you are trying to put that into some sort of story or some sort of, like, act structure, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Same. Uh, I want to loop around before we get too far away because... James Corden infuriated me because a lot of this is phoned in. Like like you say, Jason Dorello isn't, he's playing himself. He's here. He's barely doing anything. Some people do try. Some people, you know, Ian McKellen's there for whatever reason. But I hate how smug Corden is in this. Like he oh, is so trapped. He's always, it's not just in this no, though. That's like, why he's so insufferable. But like, this is like peak because he wasn't this bad in Emoji Movie. I know that's animated, but like, he is so insufferable and um, he is so smug he thinks he is legitimately the king cat or whatever the cat's called the fat cat he i hate him so much and i was so happy that he was in it and out of it so quickly because yeah. i when i was saying that there's going to be this team up of cats that go on an adventure i dreaded i was going to see like rebel wilson and james Corden and jason Dorello like talking for 45 minutes he is the worst of the bunch, though. So, yeah, I just don't want. I just don't want to let Corden get away scot free here because he's fucking awful. Well, I have a line from Jade which made me laugh because as soon as he appeared, Jade just said, "This is also the worst song in a musical," which lends itself to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I said, "Oh no, actually, I probably shouldn't say he looks like my cousin." On well, my cousin's not going to be listening to this. So <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, Jade, well, if you got a picture of him, we'll put him up on social Stop. media, tag him side by side. Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so we've outed you as wanting to fuck Idris Elba cat. We have uh, got you uninvited from the next family reunion. We'll just uh, yeah. endeavour to uh, <laughs> not embarrass you any further on this podcast. So after Corden, who's it we get? We get Mungo, Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser. I next? think that's when you meet. Oh yeah, Mungo Jerry and yeah, Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser. I was just gonna check there. Um, which was a really, really was a real shame for me because um, this is the song where you get on stage, you get the most like tumbling and gymnastics. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, um, so it's sense. it's really it's amazing. And also, I was explaining to Jericho that they wrote like an original version of the song. I'm not sure what happened, but I can only assume that people were like, this is crap. You need to rewrite it. It got rewritten and the rewritten version is a million times better. And then for this film, they went, well, why don't we just go with the original shit version? That makes way <laughs> yeah. more sense. Um, so, yeah, there's a, like a way better version of the song. And if they'd have just like included the really iconic like tumbling, there's a, a thing where they do a double cartwheel. So they kind of hitch onto each other's hips and then mm -hmm. do like a double cartwheel across the stage which is massively iconic and whoever yeah produced this was like nah we're gonna leave 
leave all of that out, cut all of that. Cats are famous for not being very agile creatures, so it's just a little bit, a little bit unrealistic if you have them kind of moving around with just grace and around. performing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what they just around. walked slowly. All just arthritic cats. Because <laughs> <laughs> like there are like moments when they're like there are a couple moments where cats are attached to wires and just like zoom flying off into the sky it's like yeah why is this the one moment that you've decided i don't know spread your wings okay so we've got them they also don't get kidnapped by idris elba because idris elba only kind of kidnaps the names people are like oh wouldn't it be great to see rebel wilson and james corden just riffing together aren't these two beloved actors Mm -hmm. what have they got to just like be in the commentary box just kind of like you know cracking cracking wise with each other after after that do we get this is where this is where we get the introduction of a forgotten jennifer hudson jade cat isn't it uh i thought we had old deuteronomy first oh you're probably right yeah oh, oh? no it's actually not on the cast recording so i don't know okay. i can't remember um yeah. don't ask me yeah <laughs> yeah, it was around, it was one, they're, they're like one or the other, I can't remember, yeah. it's not on the cast recording for some reason, so yeah, Jennifer Hudson and, and Judy Dench in pretty quick succession. Yeah, and so my hearing isn't great, and I uh, was perhaps tuning out, and I also just do not understand metaphor, so uh, I needed like flashing lights, so like um, when I first saw this, I did not get what Jennifer Hudson's cat's deal was. I was just like, yeah. she's like, I was like, she's an abused cat, like her owner hair or something. I think you said she's a bag lady cat. Yeah, yeah, I said she's a bag <laughs> lady cat. I was like, she's, stu- she's suffering from trauma because she had a bad owner who abused her. Now she's just out on the streets kind of pining for what once was. Yeah. Some exiled cat. I, I didn't get it either. I'm, I don't I don't understand this. But yeah, I thought she was exiled. I don't know. But bag lady cat's best. I like that. So... I mean, they literally introduced her as Grizabella the Glamour Cat, so I don't really know where you guys were, but yeah, essentially she's, it, it, it's not kind of actually said what her background was, but she was some sort of like glamorous star who fell from grace, basically. Yeah. And when we've like discussed it in the past, it was maybe like, oh, maybe she'd kind of started seeing gentlemen, you know, tomcats for a spare change and stuff and that's potentially mm-hmm. why they didn't like her or maybe her sort of glamorous past meant that she was sort of like arrogant and thought she was better than the rest of the cats but now she's had this fall from grace and they all hate her basically but originally she was played by elaine page and she comes on like quite haggard um not old but not young um yeah. just this like ratty cat that's fallen out of a bin and yeah. then when they revived it on the West End, this must have been maybe 2014, 15, something like that. They had Nicole Scherzinger play her. And um, obviously they're not going to put Nicole Scherzinger in like some raggedy old, just fallen out of a bin outfit. So they made her much more of like a, that kind of disgraced, the only way I can put it is like escort. <laughs> like, um, she was much more... I don't want to say sexy because obviously that's beside the point, but like the glamour element was played on a lot more than previously. So I think with Jennifer Hudson, they kind of have gone a bit halfway with Mm -hmm. casting somebody that's fairly like still fairly young, like very attractive. It's not like you looked at her and thought, oh, she's like some like raggedy old one eye cat. 
Yeah. So, but I'm not, yeah, I, I, I thought that their kind of design for her was really underwhelming because to look at her, there was no story there. She yeah. just looked mm-hmm. like a cat that had a bit of a torn outfit on. 100%. Yeah. That's why I kind of like objected to this film the first time I saw it was because I was like, spoilers, she wins the contest and gets sent off. So I was like, hang on, wait, the cat that's clearly like the trauma cat, like the mm. cat that's clearly been through some shit wins the thing and her prize is getting euthanized (laughs) that's the only way to heal from trauma is to just be like sent off into the clouds that's the moral of the story yeah (laughs) just we smother this cat because it's like well you know bad stuff happened to you but congratulations and backwards from 10 and off you go (laughs) yeah we should we should cover this now her song this is one of those songs where even even when i wasn't jiving with it first time round, like that scene was great because it's almost like uh, Anne Hathaway doing like I Dreamed a Dream in in Les Mis. It's like, oh, we just, the movie almost just grinds to a halt where we get like clearly like a fantastic song sung by like some amazing, like I, I thought there was, was like nothing worked in the film, but Jennifer Hudson manages to salvage it for like the three minutes that she's singing that song. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm on board with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, she gets she gets a tick mark for me. Um, yeah. She passed everything. Like, uh, what song was it called again? Called Memory. Memory. Yeah, because that's a big famous song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only one. It's the only one I recognize as well. And that sort of like, you know, when Lloyd Webber songs like seep in. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, or if it's Phantom, like something seeps into you. So I can yeah, tell I you're a that. fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you song, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ, that that famous song, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ, to um, wear yeah. a technical raincoat over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> love, you know, love never dies. You know, I've seen that. There so he goes. Yeah, there we now go. <laughs> oh, we're getting into um, Kyle territory with sequels now. Yeah, <laughs> sequels. <laughs> this is the Only end. One. But yeah, that was really cool, and it is a good performance, and. I assume it's something you she could have released as well. Like you could have done a, you know, if you're doing. Oh, the, I expect so. Yeah. The OST or whatever the cash recording, you'd you'd stick that out as a single. You B side with Taylor Swift, boom, some money. Like, um, well, yeah. yeah, it's funny you should say B side with Taylor Swift because they immediately follow this up with this like amazing song, and then they're like, "What if we put a Taylor Swift original right in immediately afterwards? Not even a moment to breathe." We'll just have an like an atrocious Taylor Swift original composition, Beautiful Ghosts, because we want to win an Oscar, don't we, guys? We want to be the Oscar-winning cats. And so all these all these adaptations of Broadway musicals are always like, okay, yeah, great songbook that everyone loves, plus some random shit tacked on. Yeah, we all skip the credits. Yeah, yeah. Or the yeah. credits. You stick on your original song at the credits so you can get around it. You know. But you know, they wanted that Oscar or Razzie because they're eligible <laughs> for worst worst song. Yeah, fair, fair play. Because the lyrics to "Beautiful Ghosts" even reference memory, like it, it, like lyrically, it's kind of like attached to the song. So, like, it could not be more tacked on if it tried. And I, I I don't know about you two, but I just really did not care for it. I hate it. I thought it was dog shit. Yeah. I, I didn't know it wasn't an original song. Yeah. Because I don't know anything. Like, it's complete innocence, but it, it does suck. And there is, like, I guess there's a certain obviousness in hindsight that it's not Lloyd Webber or Tim Rice or whoever writes the lyrics and composes. Yeah. yeah. Taylor's better than she was in Valentine's Day, though, so... 
she's improving. Well, we'll 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 touch upon her in a moment because we do have old Deuteronomy next, don't we? So old Deuteronomy turns up and they have gender swapped old Deuteronomy, which Jade, do you think it works? No, I hate it. I absolutely yeah. hate it. Because uh, in this show, and again, like I, I'm, I'm boring myself. Getting in the show, it's like this. But when you're, you know that something is done really well one way. It's like, why have you bothered to change that? I understand yeah. that they wanted a good actress, someone who felt really familiar, because Deuteronomy is like the parent of all the cats, you know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so I get that, and I think from that perspective, it really works. But um, it completely just pushes the vocal element out of the window. Deuteronomy is sung with this like stunning, rich baritone. Like some of the song, the most beautiful songs in the show are sung by this guy with this really deep, velvety voice. And then at the end of the film, you've got Judy Dench doing spoken word. Um, And I'm just like pulling my hair out, thinking, "Oh my god, please! Like, why have you done this? I'm so offended." And we we have James Corden on hand. So, you know, this this could have been solved easily. <laughs> Judy, get fucked. We have someone better with these rich, velvety, baritone voice. Perfect. Oh, My so remake. Insufferable. <laughs> yeah, never let you make a film, yeah. But yeah, so it's not, it's not a personal thing. Like, I mean, you can't crit- criticise Judy Dench as a performer. Like, there's absolutely Come no on, point in having that discussion. Come on, have a go at National Treasure, Jade. Bring the knife out. I don't think she earned it. Yeah, so, but it's more just from the perspective of, like, it compromised on so much, having done that, for me, that it just was not not acceptable. I'm going to go out and say not acceptable for me. Yeah, yeah, getting Super Nanny vibes. Not acceptable to be recasting. (laughs) Yeah, because this is another thing where, like, I was just, like, I'd written off completely, whereas, like, that ending number with, like, a cat is not a dog, whatever, I was like... There, this is just fundamentally flawed. There is no way you can make this work. And Jade played me a 10 second clip of some guy singing. I was like, yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> that would have worked. <laughs> so then we have, is this Choo Choo Machugger, the railway cat? Is this him? The what? The what? <laughs> Say it again. Try again. <laughs> Skimble, Shimble, Shimble Shanks. Skimble the, Shanks, yeah. Skimble Shanks, okay. Is this him? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So his gimmick is he likes trains. The autism cat. No, he doesn't like trains. He's a he's a he's Conductor, the right? railway cat. Yeah. I think the whole point is like I think probably you wouldn't have this so much now, but like back in the day, you'd have like an old dusty tomcat like yeah, at the railway the where you'd buy yeah. your yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's like what he's supposed to be, but for some reason they made him this like I don't know. It was horrible. It was he, awful. He's a I could be wrong, but he's not. He's a performer of some type, though. The guy. Oh, I expect so. Yeah, I mean, his physique pretty much gave that away. Yeah, exactly. He was moving again. It's that jump between the corpse of Ian McKellen and like James Corden towards like actual people flying about and moving. Yeah, I don't. I don't get this. So I don't understand this guy. I don't relate. I don't relate to autism cat at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I just could not get behind the fact he was the only one wearing trousers. Uh, you know yeah, they, maybe like... they didn't have time to edit the anus out maybe that's the <laughs> issue they just went stick these on the director stood over the shoulder bit come on come on it needs to go to press like i'm working as fast as i can just put some pants on him and send him out <laughs> yeah exactly uh, 
So we've missed out Ian McKellen, but we've kind of discussed him. He's just like old cat. He's arthritis. What's his cat, name? Yeah. Gus the Theatre Gus cat. Gus the Theatre Cat. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's old. <laughs> and then and then do we get is this magical Mr. Mistopheles or Taylor Swift? It's one of them, isn't it? It's Taylor Swift it's Taylor Swift because then yeah. McCavity takes Deuteronomy and then Mistopheles yeah. brings her back. So Taylor Swift turns up and you think she's better than Valentine's Day. I think she kind of works in that she's just like Idris Elba's sidekick. So she's just kind of like glamorous, a little bit razzle dazzle. It's, it's it's more confident. Like she's more, you know, secure in her own skin compared to Valentine's Day, where she looks yeah. like a fish out, like a deer in the headlights or something back then. Because she's she, just Yeah, she's just Taylor Swift and all. Really yeah, she's just that, singing. Right? She's just doing a Taylor Swift concert, but as a furry. So yeah. she's like <laughs> strutting around. My the only thing I can really criticize her performance for is the English accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because maybe. she I'm does not, that. Like, I'm not saying this is her fucking. She didn't get a tip. Not there. <laughs> but like, but I mean, it's it's fine. It's not. It's, it's not, fine. It's yeah, fine. It's not like what is distracting as I kind of expected it to be. It wasn't like a Corridan moment where my heart sunk and like I was ready to fucking end myself. It was fine. Like it's over. She's in it. She's gone. Yeah. Quit payday. You giving her pass marks? Me. I am. Kyle. Oh. Oh yeah. I well, am, you yeah. as well. If you uh, want, it's, but... a, it's a half a pass mark. C minus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would agree. Like she can pass, but she's not getting any sort of special honors. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> okay, and then we get magical Mr. Mistopheles because, as Jid said, old Deuteronomy kidnapped. Because Idris Elba's like, oh, if I can't kidnap the cat, that makes the jellical choice. And oh, I just feel like I'm, I feel like one of my relatives talking to me about Pokemon cards or something, yeah. where they're just like, oh, so like this is a Pikamon and just like jellical. I, I don't know. Okay, so Idris attempts to obstruct the jellical choice by kidnapping. Old Deuteronomy and magical Mister Mister magical Mister Mistopheles say that ten times fast is the magic cat who brings her back. And I think again, Jade was like, "Oh, this is like a like sort of like big finale, like impressive thing in the in the stage show." And yeah, it's it's like a the one of the few dance solo pieces. Yeah. Okay. So they'll save like their strongest male dancer for Mistopheles, basically. Okay. And he'll do things like pyrotechnics out of his paws and stuff like that. So like in a classy way, I'm not saying he's got like Catherine wheels, but like he does like, <laughs> you know, like the magicians like bang and stuff like yeah. that. And so, yeah, it, it again fell really flat for me, sadly, which again is a shame because I think the performer was really good. Yeah. yeah I, I don't I, I don't think it's a criticism of his performance. I think the direction and choreography and just the choices were shite. I, again, I think that he was probably on a green screen acting his little cat heart out. And yeah. Tom Hooper was like, and trust me, MMM, it's going to be amazing. We're going to put in like sparkles and pyrotechnics. You're going to make an elephant appear. You're going to do all this stuff. We're going to make it look amazing on green screen. And then they ran out of time because they were individually painting out cat assholes. I'm like, okay, no magic. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. So, Nailed yeah. it. Oh, and Tom Hooper sat at home thinking, how the fuck does he know this? <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to an end. Yes. Yeah. 
that's the that's it well you've but you've forgotten the bit that you know memory is sung a second time which is the iconic version of it and grizabella goes up to the heavy side layer um which in this was a hot air balloon which yeah why not everything else has just been mental so let's just do that now yeah so mr mistopheles brings old jitter on me back and they decide collectively that they're going to euthanize jennifer hudson (laughs) and so she wins off, off, off she goes. And then we get like a, a, a sort of like ending Trafalgar Square thing with them. Judy Dench does her number. And then you said there's a romantic subplot between between magical Mr. Mistopheles and... Uh, Victoria the White Victoria. Cat. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of like fondling each other all the way through the film. And you think that honestly, they're off to fuck. The, the second this song is over, he's not being castrated. They are <laughs> off to find an alleyway somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. So before we move on to our discussion of this vis-a-vis the Razzies, I want to give the final word to a quote that Jade said, which do you do you want to say it if I tell you you've never known fear? Oh yeah. Oh, it's just that you've never known fear when you're in an amateur theatre production of Cats, being Grizabella going up to the heavy side layer, and they put you on a homemade uh, like hydraulic system where you stand on it and it just goes upwards above the ground. There's nothing mm. to hold on to. You're literally just stood in the middle of this like circle on one hydraulic, um, and then you're six feet above the ground, and then a ladder comes down from the rig, and they're shining a light directly into your eyes, so you can't see where you're going, and the ladder's wobbling and you just have to kind of walk up and wave and walk into the bright light so I mean I there's possibly times when I could have actually been dying and not known any difference um (laughs) whether they had insurance I won't know to be fair I'm actually glad it just wasn't a hot air balloon because that probably would have gone sideways very quickly yeah yeah so are we all in agreement that this is Razzie worthy like this is terrible yeah yeah yeah. no there's no there's nothing I I always kind of defend films I feel like when I'm like oh what makes a Razzie this is a perfect perfect example of a Razzie film this is yeah awful it's it might be fun I maybe because I watched it alone as well doesn't help yeah because it's a miserable and I don't like and I don't know anything and it's just um being thrown into it's like you say watching Pokemon and not knowing anything and just whatever there's nothing to compliment nothing apart from the original songs to an extent that they've butchered and done terrible versions of <laughs> i i have nothing nice to say um it's a hundred percent barazi film i um, mean the only thing i would say is, is i don't don't let this tarnish cats for you this film was shit but cats as a whole is not shit <laughs> and if you get the chance to see it live just go in expecting the very 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 little storyline but that the talent will be astounding and you will love mm-hmm. it yeah. But yeah, would not watch the film again, would not rent again on Amazon. I've taken not enough money off of time. me. <laughs> not for a third time. I'm never a third time. Show me yeah. once. Show me. If, if, if nothing else, Jade, you've convinced me that Cats the Stage Show has merit. So I might go and see it and then get thrown out to an ice cream. Where are their assholes? Where are their yeah. assholes? <laughs> Where's James Corden? <laughs> I demand James Corden. So this was nominated for a number of Razzies. So it won Worst Picture, of course. It also won Worst Director, Tom Hooper. Oh, that's just yeah. savage, isn't it? Yeah. He's got, but well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah, well yeah, 100%. So it was like, 
Yeah, this is like really poorly directed, particularly when you consider that he was working with quite good material. And when uh, Kyle mentioned Baz Luhrmann, the guy I was getting Baz Luhrmann confused with Rob Marshall, who did like Chicago and Mary Poppins Returns mm-hmm. and all those big things. When you consider like any number of those people who kind of deal more with like musicals, probably could have made this decent, yeah, well earned by old Tom. Uh, worst actress nominee Francesca Hayward Katz as Victoria. So Mr. Razzie no. can fuck her. No, right off. no, that's so harsh. No, yeah. disagree. Yeah. Hard disagree. Yeah. Exactly. No, um, no. She my, d- if she was my first thing, I was complimenting. Um, yeah. Like, she's one of the few pass marks here. And you uh, know, her life might be in absolute disarray now, but at least she can listen to this podcast and hear. Yeah. That the three of us have not written her off. Yeah, and that means she's eligible to come on the podcast as well. So, uh, <laughs> so Francesca, you're how's your career you're not, been going since? Yeah, you're not doing anything. Um, <laughs> we're talking yeah. about cats. Um, then we have worst supporting actor. It will bring you no small amount of surprise to learn that James Corden won Woo! for for Jones. Well, well, deserved. excellent, excellent, Absolutely. greatly yeah. deserved. Yeah. Um, and he was the only one in the category. Moving yeah. on to worst supporting actress. Sorry, do you have something to say? No, I just wanted to say that he would. If there was other ones as well, he he outshines everybody. How bad yeah. he is! Absolutely, so, like, not even Truly. anybody else coming close. To mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, agreed. Moving on to worst supporting actress, we have nominee Judy Dench, Old Deuteronomy. Oh, that's a bit I'm, awkward, isn't it? I'm gonna say no. She's not great, but like she's, she's not. She, the miscasting, like Tom has to take that one, but she is bad. Like, yeah, 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 yes, yes it's elder yes, abuse. Like, she, she's just <laughs> Judy Dench there in a fur coat, and yeah. like, like, but it's not, it's not got like Rebel Wilson spread in her cat legs. Bad, oh, you know, like, like scratching her cat vagina. Yes, it's just horrific, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Like you asked, like, is she taking a piss? <laughs> yeah, at one point, I'm pretty sure she takes a piss in the sink. I was like, this is just foul, like. <laughs> Even cats don't do this. <laughs> and they're actual cats. <laughs> well, you will be very pleased to learn that we're a supporting actress, in fact, went to Rebel Wilson cats okay. as Excellent. any dogs. Then worst screen combo, we have Jason Derulo and his CGI neutered bulge cats. What? what? I think I think this is another change they made, is they took his dick away. Because I think oh, okay. he had too much of a prominent it's too distracting. Uh, yeah, and so they were like, let's just smooth them off. Let's kend all them up. Sand Re- that off Rebel, nice Rebel Wilson does a line about him being neutered. Um, and that's how he hits the note. She does. Right? She yeah, does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. And then the winner for Worst Screen Combo is any two half-feline, half-human hairballs. Which... <laughs> it's just Mr. Drazzy and his bullshit of like, this is the yeah. worst articulated version you can think of doing that gag of Cats is a bit weird, isn't it? Um, cats and the lack oh, of assholes. Yeah, the, the asshole. Yeah, that's cats. the worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mi- cats and their missing assholes. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna do his lame joke, then yeah, why not do my lame joke instead? <laughs> so yeah, it then also won worst screenplay. Lee Hall and Tom Looper based on the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, which was based on Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T. S. Eliot. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. Why? Because, like, yeah, like, they ruin it, but they don't really 
like the screenplay, do they really change that much? Like they add in an original Taylor Swift song and then they're like, And they just okay. add dialogue. Yeah, exactly. They just That's still like, yeah, that's still enough. That's still a history adaptation to be. But to be um, the nominee for sure. I just don't know if it's it depends what it's up against. It depends what it's up against. Okay, well we'll deal with that in part two. Yeah. Okay, so before we move on to part two and the other contenders, we just have our usual thing to discuss, the smallest change you could make to this film to make the biggest difference. So take your pick. (laughs) Different director, I would say. Mm -hmm. I don't Um, know if you call that small, but... I mean, yeah, I I still say just film the bloody stage show. Literally. um, Yeah, just to give give it a... Martin Scorsese last waltz sort of filming around <laughs> it, you know, um, a little bit of razzmatazz, and I'm okay with that. The smallest change is probably just not the CGI and let them yeah. wear the cat outfits. Yeah, that's it. If you, I would, that would make yeah. it go a long way if they just wore the outfits from the stage show. And, yeah, but no other difference. I'd, I'd be so much more forgiving. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't really have anything to say because that was my one. Was yeah, if you just don't do the horrible CGI, if you ditch the cockroaches and the mice, and you just do it practically, then mm-hmm. uh, that make goes a long way towards making this less horrifying. But as Jade said, like a different director and someone who can just someone whose immediate impulse isn't going to be to neuter the musical <laughs> and to just take yeah. out all the spectacle and be like, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah. That that concludes all we have to say in part one. So we're gonna we're gonna now send you off to the heavy side layer, Jade. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for yeah, joining thank you us. Very much. Um, My pleasure. Making this podcast much more um, listenable than it would have been That's if it. it was just me and Kyle being like, so. Uh, do you reckon the musical's like this? I don't know. Man. Do you reckon the musical's <laughs> like this? Have you seen any Simpsons episodes about this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, thank you. Pleasure having you. Well, thank um, you for having the expert touch is very helpful. No worries. Um. So before before you go, do you want to plug anything on our podcast? Yep. Your relationship of two people want to shout at your cousin. Like I know he's a big fan. <laughs> do I want to plug anything? No, not really. Unless you need, yeah. need a dog behaviorist, in which point, give shout, chuck them an email and they'll give you mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to bother. Uh, you don't want our deviants like hitting you up, being like, "Oh, hey, uh, so do you do we work with cats?" Because uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, to yeah. be fair, if anyone has any feline behavior problems, I can help. So why not? Is your cat kidnapping other cats in an attempt to sneak into the heavyside lair? Then why not give Jade Nicholas a call? Has your cat started singing Jason Derulo (laughs) around the house? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Welcome back to part two of Watching Worst Films, where we cover the other winners and nominees for the year of 2019. So we had a little bit of context. This was the Corona ceremony. So I was in lockdown. Again, this was sort of as my mental health began to spiral and I decided to watch all of these nominees. However, I don't know if I've watched this one. I think I have, but like I haven't logged it on Letterboxd. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe I didn't watch this one. Rambo Last Blood. You You have seen Last Blood, right? 
I don't know. I might be getting okay. confused with Rambo. Right. No, okay, right. So I went, I took I took my girlfriend Sophie to see this. Lucky girl. Yeah, she's a very lucky girl. She's never run away yet. But I was so excited for Last Blood. I thought it'd be the full circle. We're going back to First Blood. We're gonna maybe do a little twist on it, maybe have a you know mirror of First Blood. It is not that. It is somewhere in between a generic cartel film. Rambo 4 and The Expendables or yeah. some of the later day sort of Stallones I don't like it, it's my least favourite Rambo film, I covered that on First Blood Part 2, I don't hate it I just, if I remove myself from Rambo and Can you start do my that? love eh, Is that it's possible? Hard. <laughs> it's, hard. It, it, it's fine until he gets like the bow and arrow out and then I, I can't Like once, yeah. he, once he's once he because he's not Rambo in it, like, yeah. he's not John Rambo he's Sylvester Stallone he doesn't it's not a fine Stallone performance but anyway the film isn't that bad I like I really like the ending and sort yeah. of when he lures him back and he's got all these traps in his house with all these tunnels like Vietnam tunnels I haven't tunnels. seen this I haven't okay. seen this film it, it's good fun <laughs> and then he rides away on his horse you know yeah. and he's he's done I, there's some fun stuff in it it's my biggest problem with it is this script and like it's not a ramble film and anyone that's seen the first four instantly but why has he got like a sister and a niece and why has yeah. he got like a house near mexico like what, what? this is a, my john rambo is like floating in the philippines or yeah, he's yeah. off in the mountains in tibet or something he's not yeah. fucking about in a yeah. ranch like that's he's not a clint so, eastwood character he's not it, it, it does feel like a clint eastwood film it feels like the mule or something yeah um, or it like a, or, yeah. yeah yeah a million different ones it's just been rewritten so on one hand, yeah, it ain't great. But on the other hand, it isn't that bad. It is nowhere near Cats. I would watch Last Blood a thousand times over than watch Cats. Yeah. So th- this is Mr. Razi just reading his hatred because it isn't good, but it is not. It's still better. It's better than like The Expendables 3 and some of the more recent yeah. stuff anyway. So like... Last blood, man. He has to get his last chance. See, like this is his last chance to face off against his adversary. Yeah, but but it is good when he is just whooping ass, and he when he goes down to Mexico and just fucking starts ripping through them. I I I like that. That's that's the Rambo four love that um shining through. But everything else in the film is stupid and is really anticlimactic, and it's a terrible way to end the series. Like. I kind of hope, you know, like I, I love Rocky Six and how it ties up Rocky, but you can still go do Creed and you can still go on. Yeah, and yeah. Do, I, I want a Creed for the Rambo verse. Like I want something. Kate McKinnon. I want him to be, pardon? Kate McKinnon as Christine Rambo, Rambo's uh, <laughs> niece. <laughs> yeah. Some, some just get, like, I would like to see that mentor sort of Rambo. Ruby Rose uh, as uh, Rambo. Get out. <laughs> James Corden, get him, get him in. Because that's why I imagine Last Blood would be is um, Rambo being the Colonel Troutman. Yeah, know, yeah, the elder statesman, Logan yes, for yeah. Rambo. Yeah. Yes, but doesn't happen. So yeah, it's it's not great, but it's nowhere near cats. Few things so, are. Few things yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. We then have a Medea family funeral, which I watched was my only Medea movie. It has since left my memory completely. I just remember at one point there's like someone spraying hand sanitizer, an extra spraying hand sanitizer quite prominently in the background. And so when I watched okay. that in the early days of lockdown, I was like, this movie is about the coronavirus, COVID 20 yeah, pandemic. This is 
Tyler Perry knew something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, nothing to say. It's a Medea film. We've yeah. seen Medea films before and since. I have no doubt we will see some more in the future. <laughs> we can't escape. We're not going to escape them. <laughs> we then have The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Have you seen that? Oh, no. That's not Lohan. That's... Uh, Hilary Duff. That's the one. I was saying, that's the one that's not... The, not Lindsay Lohan. That's how I'm trying yeah. to remember it. The, the one that's not Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I, I heard about this and almost was going to watch it because of like, the negative reception it was taking. Yeah. And... Obviously, it's um, say it's a story that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I I I'm a self-confessed uh, Manson enthusiast, or I'm a member of the Manson family. One yeah, yeah, say. yeah. <laughs> However, to word it, I think it's fascinating. Whatever and, uh, the name for Charles Manson stan yeah. is, Kyle is one. <laughs> uh, um, but I just didn't go see this. I guess because yeah. the pandemic time as well, and yeah. I already have my fill with. Sophie, Mike listen, Hunter. put on your mask. We're going to go see The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Carve your, carve your swastika on your forehead. It's time to go see <laughs> Sharon Tate played by Hilary Duff. Yeah, so like, no, it's, um, I totally didn't didn't see it. I don't even know if Man, is Manson actually in it. You've seen it. So it's basically, I my, my working theory was that this film was commissioned by Quentin Tarantino because this is the year Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. And I know people were like worried about that potentially being insensitive. So my theory is that Tarantino funded The Haunting of Sharon Tate as like a, listen, here's the worst case scenario. And no matter yeah. what, people will watch my film and be like, well, you know, compared to that, Quentin's was yeah. incredibly tasteful. So he's in it, but it's more about like ghosts. They just make it like okay. a supernatural kind of boogan thing. Okay, so like I Manson's like in it. But they don't get like the mind hunter, like uh, like they don't get the mind hunter Manson guy who just like no. um, there is a Manson, but I don't remember him that well. Moving on, we then have another uh, another film near and dear to both of our hearts, the fanatic. Oh, the fanatic. Oh, when did you watch the fanatic? Twenty nineteen or recently? Um, no, no. I, so I watched all of these because we, uh, I, well, Isaiah, Isaiah, friend of the show, Isaiah, who was friend on the, the Postman episode, and Kelly, we were part of, friend of the show, Kelly, we were part of a Razzie's pool, which I was like, okay, I like to watch all the best picture winners for the first time. I'm going to watch all of the Razzie nominees, apart from Rambo Last Blood for reasons unknown. Um, <laughs> and so I watched The Fanatic for this. I might have, I might have watched it. Even before this, but anyway, like I was going through, like we'd had Gotti, I was on a Travolta kick, and so the fanatic. What if Travis Bickle was further on the autism spectrum? I guess. Yeah, further. Uh, and um, so I I seen this closer to release. I I yeah. forgot it did it did have a theatrical release, didn't it? I was out of the country, so I don't know if it did okay. here. I, no, not here. No, I'm assuming America. In, uh, uh, world, but yeah, 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 yeah. It had, yeah. A, it had an American release for sure. Okay, yeah. that's because like, it just got dumped here. Um, yeah, I had yeah. To download it. I watched this without knowing anything really beforehand because of uh, Fred Durst. Yeah, my boy from Limp Biscuit. He wanted to keep rolling, rolling, and he goes into <laughs> movies and just the premise and the Travolta. Do you reckon he shoots on film just so he can say I, keep rolling? He's a, he's a connoisseur. He knows he's going to do things my way. Yeah. Uh, all the other fucking puns I can think of. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, like I I was 
mesmerized by the fanatic i i do think it's not the worst film other if you took uh, travolta out of it travolta is what makes it the most memorizing and unique film it's a lot for me is in Travolta. Travolta kicks it to another level, but it's like it's dreadful. Like the, every, it is, no, no, every... no, it's, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's good, right? But yeah, like, I'm talking in, t- in terms of like surreal, weird. I once in a lifetime movie compared to just some other shit I can find on demand. Like Fred Durst could do a million movies, and he could make like a million Rob Zombie fit flicks or whatever, but he will never be able to capture the magic that was on film in the fanatic. Through Travolta's performance ever again. I'm it's, not so sure. Sh- I, I do agree it was certainly lightning strikes, like lightning in a bottle, but I do think that like Michael Shadden as Moose Dunbar would have like if any like because does does Moose Dunbar never, not shit himself or something? Yeah, yeah. Like anyone was, anyone with that haircut directed to be like Rain Man meets Travis Bickle, I think Travolta <laughs> wanted to do that. He came up with it, like he's an integral part of the role. The character's <laughs> creation is down to Travolta. Okay, okay. I would have thought the Fanatic might have won. I forgot it was out this year. Arguably, it's, you know, it's, it's I mean, you're comparing shit to shit, but like, yeah. I, it's a worse film than Cats by a mile. I would have thought that would have probably won. But anyway, yeah, what's your thoughts on the Fanatic? Yeah, like, I I hate it. It's just like, it's, it's entertainingly bad. So like, just how Scorsese... I was always like a taxi driver fan rather than a Goodfellas fan. Mm-hmm. With uh, with, <laughs> I was always a fanatic fan rather than a gaudy fan. Yeah, yeah. I, like you can keep your crime epic. Give me the character study of like the dangerous mm-hmm. loner. So it's like it's great to watch just because like it is like what the fuck from moment to moment. Mm-hmm. It's an mm-hmm. entertaining bad movie. Perhaps mm-hmm. I think we've alluded to. Maybe we'll cover it as a special, but. Oh, I enjoy watching the fanatic, so it's it's like a good bad movie because I I had so much more fun watching the fanatic than Cats. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I like objectively, it's a worse movie, but subjectively, yeah. just just for I think my my, my jaw actually was open. I, I couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. Whereas Cats is just mortifying at the start. Once you once you're used to it, the novelty wears off. Yeah. It never wears off in the fanatic. You're never quite prepared for what's coming next. Yeah. And so then, of course, the winner, Cats. Moving on to Worst Director, we have Neil Marshall for Hellboy. Did you see the Hellboy oh, remake? I didn't go see the reboot. No, that's um Boy from Stranger Things. What's his name? David um, Harbour. That's the one. Yeah. Um, no, it, it didn't do very well. Uh, in fact, I think we were going to see it, but it like dropped out too quickly. Yeah. It looked really generic. Yeah. Nothing for me. I saw it. The main issue for me is just comparison to Guillermo del Toro. Like, that's the main thing to beat it with, I mm-hmm. think. So like, I don't think it's badly directed. You're right, it's just super generic. It's kind of like how the Transformers films have gone since losing Michael Bay, of you're losing mm-hmm. someone with a really unique visual style and you're not doing a big enough departure. So, yeah, I don't think Neil Marshall is worthy of nomination. But yeah. yeah, then we have Adrian Grunberg, Rambo: Last Blood. It's what I've covered, and when I was speaking about it before, it is competent. He's not got his. He's not a visionary. He is not. He is a director for hire, a hundred percent. He has just been brought on to get this thing made. So it's it's not good, but it's not bad. Yeah. Um. We then have an interesting nom, James Franco for Zeroville. <laughs> oh, okay. It's first time 
been a while for Franco, if ever, is it? Yeah, certainly for direction. Um, I've not, I've not seen Zeroville. Have you? I have seen Zeroville. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of interesting because it's one of James Franco's like literary adaptations of like the man just loves like directing like Cormac McCarthy, like uh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. William Faulkner, like novels, and so like. Zuerville's another like apparently like great novel that he just completely mangles. It's not a good movie. It has like a very good cast because he was also coming off the disaster artist and also he's okay, friends okay. with Yeah. He's still on his yeah, his peak. This is the dying of the light. He's really... Seth Rogan's still yeah. speaking to him at this point in time. Yeah. But yeah, James Franco probably well deserved for Zuerville, to be honest with you. We then have Fred Durst for the fanatic. Yeah. That's what I've said, hundred percent. Yeah, the man's not a filmmaker, and there no, are so not. many like things like where like so who is the who is the uh, oh no I'm getting confused it's not it's not Moose Dunbar it's not Hunter Dunbar Hunter Dunbar is the guy and Moose is Travolta so Moose is the, Travolta, yeah yeah the guy he's stalking is Hunter Dunbar and he breaks into his apartment and mm-hmm. he's going around looking at all his stuff and he's won loads of awards and they just say on them like Hunter Dunbar like it's just like. It's like the production department just knocked them up in 30 seconds where they didn't even bother to make up like the fake name of an award. Mm-hmm. They were just like, his name, Hunter Dunbar. The Hunter Dunbar Award for services to Hunter Dunbar goes to Hunter Dunbar. And yes. there's just touches like this. Or like when Moose is looking at the the maps, the Star's Home apps, and it just has like loads of like little psycho and like, uh, I don't know, like American Psycho Fight Club in-jokes. It's just mm-hmm. cringe. It's just like a mm-hmm. fanboy. It's like a 15-year-old a making a film. And Fred Durst 100%. is not a 15-year-old. So it's it's just real embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Worst actor. Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, Last Blood as John J. Rambo. Yes. Like I say, not a good, not a good one at all. I'm not gonna die on the last blood hill, but it's not the worst. Yeah. He he does get into it, but he is scowly old Stallone, way. He's not John Rambo. That's other people's problems. That's not his problem. Yeah. Then we have Matthew McConaughey in Serenity as Baker Dill. So we're not going to say too much because we do need to cover Serenity. Serenity is fantastic. And Matthew McConaughey is just kind of like... Matthew McConaughey is not the issue with Serenity. Okay. So I don't think that's deserved. Okay. Then we have David Harbour, Hellboy as Hellboy Anung Unrama. Well done. I haven't seen Stranger Things, or I've seen the first season. I don't care for Stranger Things, so I don't really know much about David Harbour, but he's not a bad Hellboy. He's just no Ron Perlman. No, yeah, he's um he's good in other things. I remember one off the top of my head. I like him. I think he looked, even in the trailer, he looked fine. Uh, yeah. He looked okay doing the quips and things. I, I don't know. If, I don't think he's the problem. And I don't think, yeah, Perlman not being there is the problem. I think it's just... The generic, not having Del Porto there's the problem. We then have James Franco in Zeroville as Vicar. So yeah, no, James Franco's performance is not good. And just kind of like quite a vain actor, director. Like he probably shouldn't have cast himself, I don't think. Yeah. And then the winner, John Travolta, the fanatic, and Trading Paint as Moose and Sam Monroe. He deserves it for Fanatic alone. I don't know. What was the other one? Trading Paint. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, no, John Landis does not seem to be involved, so... <laughs> Michael Madsen is, so... Oh, now you've got my attention. M- Moose is just such a bad performance that he would be a worthy winner 
Yeah, that's in a, a year. That's fine. You it's what like an old timer. Also. Yeah, yeah. Then worst actress, we have Rebel Wilson for the Hustle as Penny Rust. Not seen no. that. Not seen the Russell, the Russell, the Hustle. Sorry, Tyler Perry and Medea Family Funeral as Mabel Medea Simmons. As always, when she when he pops up as Medea, like in worst actress, it's the same comment we do every year when he's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Francesca Hayward, obviously discussed for Cats, Anne Hathaway, The Hustle and Serenity as Josephine Chesterfield and Karen Zariakis. So I like her in Serenity. I like Anne Hathaway as an actor. I, I don't think this is deserved, but I've not seen The Hustle. And the winner, Hilary Duff, The Haunting of Sharon Tate as Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. Completely well-deserved. Particularly mm-hmm. when you have Margot Robbie delivering like an excellent performance. Mm-hmm. And then you have Hilary Duff doing the scream queen like, oh my God, ah! Yeah, fair, fair. Moving on to worst supporting actor, we have... Our old friend, oh, Bruno, Bruce Willis, Bruno. Glass, as David Dunn, the overseer. Oh, so I, I didn't see Glass. I think we covered that when we last talked about Shyamalan. I think Split yeah. is the last I've seen. So you've seen Glass, though. How is he? Um, He's fine. He's fine. Like, it's not like... Like, there are some where you can kind of tell that Bruno sees the film with contempt. But mm-hmm. he obviously like chose to be here, and so like yeah, I think he yeah. must have something of a relationship with M Night. So like he's not like he's it's not to, a bad yeah. Bruno performance by any means. Yeah, we then have Seth Rogen in Zeroville as Viking Man. I think that's just a cameo essentially. Like I don't, I think he's just stuff like in. Yeah, yeah, not bad. And um, particularly at this point in time when Seth Rogen was like in Steve Jobs and stuff and kind of proving himself yeah. as dramatic actor. We then have Tyler Perry and Medea Family Funeral as Uncle Heathrow and Tyler yeah. Perry and Medea Family Funeral as Joe. So these are two separate nominations. I was just away to say not that, done yeah. slash. Okay. No, no. So in the same movie by the same actor, yeah. but two different award nominations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he could have won it and lost it. Like, to himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to himself. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? Honestly, more power to you, Mr. Razzi. I'll speak for both of us when I say that we can respect that not done your homework the last minute and just like padding it, be like, I'll get away with this. I just cannot think of another male supporting actor performance. So Tyler Um, Perry twice. And then, of course, James Corden is the winner. Moving on, we're supporting actress Finesa Pineda, uh, Rambo Last Blood as Giselle. Okay. um, Who is she again? That's not the main lady. I can't remember. I pass. I can't remember. <laughs> it's off the top of my head. The main lady, I remember, though, but not, not her. Judy Dench. Cats as Old Deuteronomy. Discuss that. Cassie Davis mm-hmm. and Medea Family Funeral as Aunt Bam. Almost no one in Medea Family Funeral stands out. So, like, I have no memory of any of them. They're all just doing what they need to do. Yes. Jessica Chastain for Dark Phoenix as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Dark Phoenix, did you? I did, of course. Um, of course you did. I like Jessica Chastain a great deal, but she Dark Phoenix is dreadful and she Dark Phoenix makes X-Men Apocalypse look like X-Men First Class, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she's not good. So yeah, um probably well deserved. And then of course Rebel Wilson cats as Jenny Any Dots. So, mm-hmm. moving on to worst screen combo, John Travolta and any screenplay he accepts. That's that's almost funny. Like yeah. actually, like genuinely, I would have accepted John Travolta and his agent 
but yeah, that's that's okay. You got a semi smile yeah. out of me there. That's that's possible. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's one of his better ones. Um, just to bring us back down, Sylvester Stallone and his impotent rage, Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, it's Mr. Razzie and his impotent rage at Stallone. So exactly. Impotent? You. Impotent? Yeah. Have you seen how much he blows up, Mr. Razzie? Does that look like a man with virility issues? Does yeah, that look yeah. like a man compensating for something? <laughs> we then have Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry or Tyler Perry and Medea Family Funeral. Okay, okay fair. And then the two cats gnomes. So yeah. we are burning through this. Burning through this one. Wow. On to worst remake ripoff or sequel, a Medea Family Funeral. What more do we have to say? Hellboy. We've kind of covered that. Like it's ripping off Del Toro. That's kind of the the issue mm-hmm. there. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Did you see that? Oh, which one's that? Who's in that one? That's two. So like No then. No, that's not the the one after Brian Cranston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, then no, I didn't. I got burned on the first one. Yeah. And I was like, where, where's bloody Matthew Broderick running around? Um, <laughs> this is not my Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It. I, it's a disappointment, but I don't think it's terrible. Well, it's not popped up at all until now, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then we have Dark Phoenix. Probably, yeah, well-deserved, just like the X-Men franchise completely on its last legs. It just seems like everyone, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, are out of contract, and then they somehow get them back, getting the old yeah. team back together. Just when I thought they were out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the winner, Rambo Last Blood, which, without having seen it, seems incredibly undeserved. Yeah, I mean, technically it's a poor sequel. Yeah, because like, it's in not. That regard. Yeah. Because it's not really a Rambo film, but in other ways, hell no. Like, rip-off, remake, you know, is this not, like, fucking Medea should have won that? Or, like, yeah. Cats, I guess, you know? It's yeah, a, yeah. Some remake of Cats. Yeah. Like, there must have been more. Like, Dark Phoenix is probably worse, I assume. So, yeah, like, no, I think this yeah. is harsh. This is just giving more Duncan on Stallone. Yeah. Never, never ends, even in 2019. Even after his redemption, it still goes on. <laughs> We then have Worst Screenplay. So, Rambo, Last Blood, Matthew Karelnik, and Sylvester Stallone based on the character created by David Morrell. David Morrell, yeah. Nothing to say. Uh, it's a poor screenplay. Yeah. But that's just because I assume the first name wrote it, and Stallone came and changed it into a Rambo film. Yeah, enough, yeah. And then they filmed it. Like, <laughs> it's whatever. We then have a Medea family funeral, Tyler Perry. Nothing more to say there, really. Mm. Standard Medea film. Hellboy, Andrew Crosby, based on the Dark Horse Comics character by Mike Magnola. I don't think it's a dreadful screenplay. If 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 it had just been directed by Tel Toro and starring Perlman, I think we wouldn't even be discussing this. Sure. Then we have The Haunting of Sharon Tate, Daniel Ferrand's terrible screenplay, terrible idea. And then the winner is Cats, of course, which means no nod for The Fanatic. So that's yeah. my that's my winner. Yeah, I mean, no, it was well written. Like it was perfectly perfect screenplay. It was yeah. Durst and you know Travolta that ruined it. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Fanatic's the worst. Yeah, Fanatic is the worst. And that brings us on to the Razzie Redeemer Award, which it feels like Ooh. we haven't discussed in forever. Yeah. So first up, we have Will Smith for Aladdin. <laughs> and that's so, a joke, right? 
No, that's right. Like, no, okay, shit. They were joking there. No, no, no. Will Smith would win it like a couple years later for King Richard. So clearly yeah. he was just desperate to give it to Will for some reason. Yeah. Because Aladdin fuck. fucking sucks. Yeah. And he's like, not Will good Smith in it. Fucking sucks in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. That's that is strange. Um we then have Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. So Adam Sandler doesn't win. This is the most Razzie Redeemer, the most perfect, given that there, mm-hmm. I don't think you will ever find two bigger gulfs in performance between what he does in Uncut Gems and what he does in almost everything else. Yeah. So good that, like, I was like, you know what, Adam? You can phone it in for the next 20 years of yeah. your career and I'll be first in line to buy a ticket because Uncut Gems, you worked so hard and did so well to just I, capture I, um... that buzz of anxiety. I'm in a hundred percent agreement, and I'm going to be shocked what wins above yeah. him. And that jump from Will Smith sucking ass in Aladdin to Adam Sandler giving his best performance ever, like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. Continue on. So next up, we have Keanu Reeves for John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum, and Toy Story Four. Okay, you've seen them both, have you? Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, John Wick Three is my least favorite John Wick. I, I just, I, I like four, I like two, I like one, I do like John Wick's. Yeah. I just I was maybe a bit burned out by three. I like Toy Story 4 as well. I like his character, the stuntman, Buck, Buckaroo or whatever Chick he's Kaboom. called. The yeah, Canadian that's stuntman, yeah. Buck, Buckaroo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think this is a redeemer in any way. They're just fine performances from someone that's been doing fine performances for a long time at this point. So... Well, exactly. Here, John Wick Two, like what, what, exactly what fucking rock you've been under, Mister Razzie? Yeah. Of like, I know, I know, we've kind of spoken about. Like, I think you've been better at working at Mister Razzie's thinking. Of these are all people who've been like, doesn't matter how good you are if, until you like, if you've been nominated for a Razzie until you receive Mister Razzie's sign off, you're still just mm-hmm. in Razzie purgatory. It's like yes. being like, I don't know, pardoned by the Pope or something. Yeah, because Keanu Reeves had been like publicly adored for like yeah had probably like almost a decade at this point in time yeah yeah and with like the john wicks and coming yeah. out again as well like yeah he's he's on yeah. the peak of his life but like yeah. he hasn't been he hasn't done like a sandler streak you know yeah. or a or a bloody yeah will smith streak even at this yeah. point like yeah, no, that's just a that's just lazy again it's just a lazy one. Then we have Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. So I don't know if this is her oh. being redeemed for Gili. But she's yeah. good in Hustlers. Like, I don't, okay. like, recognition of the performance is good. But, like, I don't know. I don't watch her that much. So maybe it's, yeah. like, yeah. Um, but she's really sure. good in Hustlers. And then the That's winner, different. Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my Ooh. name. Okay. Um. So, yeah, Adam Sandler's been robbed. Yeah. Because his is a serious, genuine performance where he's acting his little heart out. God bless him. Uh, on the other hand, though, I, I do love Do Dolomite is my name. It was really nice to see Eddie Murphy just giving a shit. Yeah. Um in general. And yeah. being in something good. And I really, really like Dolomite is my name. Like yeah. if if Uncut Gems didn't exist and Sandler didn't do this, I wouldn't be complaining in any way. Yeah. If you strike Sandman from the list, then uh like Dolomite is my name is fine like it's good uh, for a reminder of like what he can do uh, it's just like a good like oh you know what there's life in the old dog yet but you it's can't the issue you can't that strike you can't strike away though that's my issue you can't you yeah know, if you strike away every footballer on the planet i'm the best footballer but i'm not you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> um, that's the issue is like uncut gems is like a 
almost like genuine masterpiece of like that's yes. just like a great transcendent film without yep. the context of Eddie Murphy's being shit. Like if you put Uncut Gems in all the films Adam Sandler's done, it's up there with like Punch Drunk Love. Whereas yep. you put Dolomite in Eddie Murphy's filmography, it's just kind yep. of like there. It's not like the top echelon. I agree. So yeah, that's kind of my issue where Mr. Razzie done goofed. Then we have the final award, Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property. Oh, so, that's a strange one. Make of that what you will. It comes up yeah. now and again, always with a seemingly different definition. So mm-hmm. the nominees try and work out what this is. Joker, Hellboy, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, Dragged Across Concrete, and the winner is Rambo Last Blood. Oh, just violent films? Yeah. What it's going for? I mean, human pro- public property? I mean... Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure, like, Dark Phoenix is the most reckless, you know, like, I'm thinking of Mom's Godzilla, King of, of, of the fun. Monsters, will yeah. surely destroy more public property than Joker smashing up a few mailboxes and yeah. some incels tipping over a taxi. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the haunting of Sharon Tate, it's predominantly just, like, her legacy of, like, your like i don't know like but anyway my old acting teacher was in dragged across concrete so uh that's her we'll get her on the podcast so yeah that kind of brings us to an end once again it's just this like damp squid isn't it the fucking fucking just peters out a little bit yeah yeah um that's a strange kind of i hate when he does that give me worst original song i could have been listening to taylor i could have been listening to whatever fucking shite Stallone put at the end of Rambo 5. Uh, yeah. We had loads of fun. Frank Stallone could have been here. Gutted. Yeah. Well, anyway, we will be journeying off further into the past next week when we were returning to you with 2008's The Love Guru. The Love Guru. Um, very excited for this one. Going to have a little special guest on it as well. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. My girlfriend Sophie will be joining us. She can't wait. She's She loves Myers. Is that not going to be <laughs> revealing all your tricks, Kyle? How you seduced her with the age of the love guru? Like, oh, hang on. Hey, oh, that on me. This, this is the film that taught me how, how to ensnare her and land her. So we'll see. <laughs> um, so join us next week for that. In the meantime... Um, you can follow us on social media where we are watching worst films and you can email us at watchingworstfilms at gmail.com so if yes. you have any comments or queries about this week or any others then get in touch with all your bad movie takes we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear them thank you very much guys and now we'll, we'll see just you yeah oh well and <laughs> 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 <laughs>